can see how you want it, baby. Wish you, wish your man was here with you, baby. I don't see, hey, hey, curiosity, hey, hey, and it gonna be, hey, hey, on this one, baby, hey, hey. DJ, won't you play this girl a love, love song? song? Yes, Jamie. I really need to hear this freaking love, love song. Mm. She looking at me, I can tell she's when things ain't right on the home front. What she really needs is a G like me, me to beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. Jamie Foxx is so dumb. He's dumb. <laughs> Why would he say beat it, beat it, beat it? Why would he do that? What is wrong with him? What she needs is a G like me to beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. Is he kidding? He's kidding. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back Praise to Getting Grown. Oh, we are Kia and Jade. I am Jade. I am Kia, and we are back to talk about the ghettos of adulting, all things. Mm. Adulting, the good, the bad, mm. the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes. The taxes Of being taxes. a real live adult in the year of our Lord, 2022. <laughs> um, How are you? How are you today? I, you know, I I haven't any complaints. I'm safe. I have everything that I need. How are you? Mm-hmm. I am also safe. I have what I need. Tendinitis is acting up mm. a little bit, but that's all right. I, I'm just, you know, chewing on the bromelains and the turmeric, yes. which is really bringing that inflammation down. You Thank know, God. I'm Hallelujah. very familiar with the itises. <laughs> oh yes, we're oh, good. You we're know, good, this good is, friends. Okay, <laughs> this is an itis oh, podcast. Oh, boy. <laughs> podcast sponsored, sponsored by the itis of all forms. We are just all we're just <laughs> aiming to be anti-inflammatory over here. That's okay. what we're we're aspiring. We're striving. Drinking turmeric sh- smoothies. Oh yes, and uh, as two black women in America. For, so yeah, I'm good nigga. for sure. You ready to get down into this show? I think so. I think we got a little bit of trash to get into. So, beat 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 beat. Perfect. Perfect. What she really needs is a G like me to beat 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 it. What an idiot! DJ, won't you play this girl love song? No, I wanted to say. I really enjoyed that album. I'm not gonna hold you. Me. Jamie Foxx, his debut album was... Unpredictable? Was a tune. Oh, no. Was that was it? Was that his debut album? Mm-hmm. What, do, I don't know if you recall, but Jamie Foxx also had... And I don't, maybe it wasn't an album. Maybe it was maybe it was an EP. He had an EP years ago, like late 90s, early 2000s, with a song by the title of Candle in the Wind. Oh, I don't know that. I'm going to have to look that up. Yes, and he was playing the piano in that song. But I think Unpredictable may have been his, may have yes. actually been his uh, debut one, album, one, and it was one, good. Two when you win. C-A-A-A-N-B when you win. It don't make sense right now, but it will. Leave the room and I see how it make you feel. Regular pain in my vocabulary. When it comes to when it comes to love, make it need a real specialary. Yes, we are showing our age. Girl, come girl, come comfortable. Something you never done before. Before, not the usual. Tonight we're getting, Tonight we're getting unpredictable. So try to roll 
baby. Baby. I'ma make you feel like you never feel. Girl, not yeah. because you know we, we get, get unpredictable. unpredictable. So good. Oh, my shit. <laughs> That's my shit. <laughs> Let's get to the trash. Oh, okay. Y'all already knew how, oh, what we were going to have to bring to the trash Lord, today. Here we go. Just sad yeah, yeah, news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is especially sad. No, not let me not say especially. I'm not wording that properly. You all already know the intros to our segments. We've been getting grown for five full years, mm-hmm. and the petty peeves oh. is one of all of our favorite favorite bites. segments yes, and sound bites mm-hmm. done by the one and only Tracy Braxton, oh, who passed away this week. We are grieving. Um. Yeah, man, it's really sad. She's she was suffering from cancer. Yes, I understand um, it was of the esophagus. Oh wow. Yes. Oh wow. And you know that mm-hmm. the mouth and the mm-hmm. throat and all that region mm-hmm. w- when it comes to that it's very painful. It's yes. it's So I'm glad she's no longer suffering, but we're really 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 sad. Very um, sad. To hear of the loss of Tracy Braxton. We send love to the Braxton Absolutely. family. Absolutely. They've been in our lives for some time now. Yes. Um, And, you know, we've seen so many different moments from them. Um, And so we're just really, we pray for for her siblings, for her children, her grandchild, her husband, um, her loved ones, her friends. Her son. And all those who are mourning her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It was just the one son, right? But, yeah, her son, her grandchild. She just recently had a grandchild. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad she was able to meet her grandchild and 50 years see her old. son get married. Very, Ugh, very young. So young. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're going to mm. miss you, Tracy. We're going to yeah. miss you. Like legit, legit. And so praying again, like Jay said, prayers to the entire Braxton family as they negotiate this very difficult loss. So yeah, we always going to pay, yeah. res- pay our respect and honor. We've been honoring Tracy from the beginning and we not finna stop facts 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 we love you and Trace. she will always be etched in our hearts absolutely especially at the beginning of that petty peeve segment because i so love we're gonna dedicate the petty p-e to the t-t-y <laughs> p-e to the t-t-y because i'm petty i'm petty <laughs> oh tracy yeah so yes we wanted to we wanted to bring that up and make sure that we paid our respects and sent love. Mm-hmm. Who we do not have love for is the raggedy ass justice system. Because Ryan Coogler oh boy. went down to the bank. Oh no, I feel like I feel like I know what you thought I was getting ready to talk yes, about, but I did. I'm not putting you... I didn't put that in the trash okay, actually. Because um, because like, let me find some words. <laughs> no child i don't have none honestly Mm-mm. i i have a few but not really many <laughs> the pathology i'm not okay well since we're here i'm i'm saying this to you and if you're listening to this and you're picking up what i'm putting down then great and if you're not mm-hmm. then just mosey along but um I, the reason why i don't want to give too much to that is because the what i feel is that uh there are too many innocent people who have been accused of things and done time and uh, have not been afforded opportunities and things um, and have had their lives snatched from them, right? Um, 
there's a lot of taxpayers' dollars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Niggas like me and you. You know what I'm saying? Real regular, regular ass niggas who have to pay far too much money to the tax system for people to be fucking playing around. You know what I'm saying? On the same side of things, or on the other side of things, I also feel that um, America as a whole is just too gung-ho about putting niggas in prison. Mm-hmm. And there should be, you know, we should uh, study other methods of um, ways for people to pay retribution mm-hmm. for things that they do mm. um, and also to contribute to the rehabilitation of people who Absolutely. really need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, with all that being said, uh, I don't like, nah, man. <laughs> so I don't, and that's that. But what I was about to talk about was Ryan Coogler. Right. Um, and how Ryan Coogler went to the bank. If you haven't heard this story by now, you've probably deleted your social media or, <laughs> you know, you're busy with things yes, that matter. But that is important. Um, Ryan Coogler went down to the Bank of America in Atlanta. Uh, he went to go withdraw a substantial amount of money from his account. You his know money. What I'm a substantial I mean, not, amount of his money. Of from his, his money. Account. From his account. Absolutely. Okay? 12K to be, Absolutely. To be exact. Um, and in, and in, you know, real nigga fashion, I don't need to be having all my business out there. He put on, on a slip, he wrote it on a slip and also provided his identification, identification. as well as his okay. debit card and account number and, Absolutely. and said in his account number mm-hmm. and said, I would like to withdraw this. I'm just, I need you to be discreet. Anybody with common sense will look at that and say, oh, nigga wants to pull out 12K. He don't want niggas to see him walking out of the bank with 12K. Cool. I got it. No problem. Let me verify. Maybe there's a couple extra steps of verification that need to be happened because of the amount of money that's being taken at one time. But whatever. Let me just do my job. Mm-hmm. This birdie ass bitch, because I listened to the fucking recording. See, I and didn't I was listen, like, but I'm glad that you did. Who gave this bitch a job? <laughs> I didn't listen. I so she on the I'm she on the on the phone and she's like, it's a man and um yeah, I don't he gave me a note. And the operator's like, so does he have a weapon? Um She called the police. Well, I don't think he has a weapon, which I think her manager probably made her do. So I don't see any um I don't see a weapon. And they're like, okay. She's like, I mean, he provided um some information, but um I thought it was a robber. It was just real like, bitch, stop talking, please. You're infuriating Oh, me. wow. And because of that, which is not funny, Ryan Coogler was handcuffed and detained for a bit of time. Sweet God. Until they, you know, were able to clear. But what 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 my issue is, is that he was handcuffed before they even. Yeah. Well. They, before they even tried to get any clarification as to what was going on. Because clearly this is not a fucking bank robbery. So once you all realize it's not a bank robbery, why would you then put this person in handcuffs as opposed to trying to get clarification around the situation? Just like that dirty ass bitch who called the cops on me because she thought I was performing fraud and it was really her own mistake. And that's why that bitch's business is out of motherfucking business. That's what you get baked in Brooklyn. But anyway, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) That bitch's pottery place is gone straight to hell. Good. Um, uh, but, um, yes, Ryan Coogler was detained by the police, handcuffed and all of that. And this could, we already know based off of events and out, you know, in history and recent history, how things could have gone. Mm. And so 
you know, people got to be real careful. It's a very, very scary situation when, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, un- I understand, right? I understand that, you know, we are living in a time where anything can happen at any time. And so I understand sort of being attentive uh, and guarded mm-hmm. ar- around certain things. But, um, you know, especially... When you think about the added layer of like folks wearing masks and those kind of things, mm, but nothing mm. about this situation as it was told to me raised any red flags of alarm uh, because Mm-mm. it is not common that bank robbers provide their identification. <laughs> it's not, Ever. it's not common that no. someone who is looking to rob a bank would say, here is my driver's license. Um, mm-hmm. Here is the access information for the account that I am talking about. Like, you know, there's just certain things. And so it was really sad to just hear that, you know, we, it seems like we can't even do nothing, including go and get the money Mm -mm. that we have earned ourselves. And so what a time. I don't even, I don't even know what to say. It's outrageous. What a time. It's just disgusting. And I'm, and, and it makes me sad. Um, and, that girl who who didn't have enough common sense to realize that the nigga was providing all of the things that you need to provide in order to pull money out of your own very account. And then it was also the reporting within the news because even afterwards you have people that start calling him a promising director. Promising? And all these different things. What? And it's like, nigga, this nigga has a whole sequel to <sighs> yeah, like yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, the Marvel yeah, Universe yeah. and Disney and whatever the fuck coming out this fall. <laughs> like it's coming out this year, the second one. Oh my god! The second one, one of the largest the grossing Disney Pixar movies ever in life. Ever, ever in life, but a promising, a promising director. Fascinating. So, you know, it's continued to be fuck these people because they just, they're just aggravating. Um, on another note, you want to feel agely? Oh boy, <laughs> that's not even all a word. the time. I made that up. Old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Want to feel agely? I'd love to feel old. Love Jones is 25 oh, years old. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? That's crazy. Brother to the night introduced himself to the world, uh, to us black, to our black world 25 years ago. Mm. And Neil Long has been drinking the, the blood of babies. So has Lorenz Tate because he yeah, is both aging backwards as well. Both of them actually. It's real fascinating. So... <laughs> It's real fascinating. Wow. Um, this is not trash, and this is not part of the trash, but I just wanted to tell you. Okay. So April Jones and Tay Diggs really are a thing. And listen, did you see them down to that award show last Child, night? Child, okay, with the fingers interlocked. I was like, well, I mean, well, shut my mouth and keep on talking. <laughs> right? Period, girl. <laughs> mm, okay. I was like, wow, okay. Choices. Mm. Choices. Mm. Um, and that's all. And I, I wanted to, to end this. That. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that was it. That wasn't even that wasn't that wasn't even on the notes. That was just, <laughs> just a, that was just to throw that in there. <laughs> Bitch, I tell you. Okay. Lastly, I just want to end this on a positive note. Uh, we're just trying to speed through because we have a beautiful guest oh, for man. the kitchen table talk that so we cannot wait like to share with it. you all. Yes, such a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Abbott Elementary was renewed for season two. <laughs> and we love to see it. Okay. I am so hype. I'm, I'm believing so that we're going to have our good sis Quinta down to the kitchen table one of these old days. And I yeah, can't we wait are. to tell her 
how we hard the are. girls are standing for this particular um, show. And I can't wait to also join the very long line of auditioners. Oh, I'm ready. Whatever. I'm ready. To be like, bitch, I'm ready to play a lunch lady. What's up? I would Let me like play to a gym be, teacher, nigga. I would like to be <laughs> like, Principal Ava's assistant principal. Don't you see that for me? There is no assistant principal. Huh? They need one. Don't there is none. They don't. I, I was saying they don't have an assistant I'm principal. Saying, you know I who what like... else they don't have? They don't have a counselor. <laughs> you right. And we already know <laughs> who that's gonna be. <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all ain't got no counselor, or I could be lunch lady number two. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. Um, but when we're, but in all seriousness, we're very excited and, and just proud. really happy for Quinta. Absolutely, and proud of the cast. Uh, They're Janelle also doing. I saw Quinta that um, Shirley Ralph. Shirley Ralph is flawless. Um, mm. They're also doing a special partnership with Scholastic Books and providing books for um, under-resourced elementary schools. Um, and we just love that, right? Because Quinta just be thinking about all the things, and it's like, well, let's ride that. this momentum and actually, like, you know. Let's stir up some stuff and let's do some good. Let's let's build upon this momentum. And I think that's how you get things done around here. Okay. I you love let, what, what happened to the Scholastic Book Club? Is Listen, it gone? No. I I mean, if it's not, I'm still ready to join. Point me in the direction me of too. the nearest book fair and I'm down there. Okay. Period. And I'm gonna buy all the pencils and the stickers and the bookmarks. I you mean, know what I'm saying? In that order. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm ready. Are you ready to jump oh. on into the shout out? I'm very ready to jump into the show. Oh, as am I. My sister's popping right now, like. All right, y'all. Listen, uh, I've told, I spill all of the tea. I mean, every drop of it, <laughs> like mm. almost too much, uh, about this particular, uh, the feature for this particular shout out to my sister segment is down to the Patreon. If you have not yet gotten your <laughs> needs met, by getting subscribed and getting on into that, go ahead and do that as soon as you can if you really want the ins and outs of what I'm about to share with you. But I would like to shout out um, Cherry Blossom Intimates, mm-hmm. um, which is a black-owned and operated full-service lingerie shop. Um, they offer full range of lingerie, but also have some very important um, offerings for breast cancer uh, mm-hmm. patients, folks, survivors, mm-hmm. etc. Um, and, you know, I went down and had my very first bra fitting. I give all of those details down to the Patreon, but just, just suffice is enough to say. I mean, girl, just, just listen, my whole life mm. has been mm. changed. Mm. I spent an hour down to the Cherry Blossom Intimates and my life will never be the same. Okay? That I learned so much about breasts and bras. And I think it is in every woman's best interest. Every woman. Every man. Every person. We all every person have with an titties. investment in breasts. Mm-hmm. Some ways, shape, form, mm-hmm. or fashion. We all yeah. owe ourselves the opportunity I'm just learning more about, you know, lingerie, bra specifically, but, you know, absolutely not limited to. I had an awesome fitting um, with a bra fitter and intimate stylist in a beautiful space um, and really got everything that I needed. So we're going to shout out Cherry Blossom Intimates. 
my specific uh, person that helped me, her name was Chantel. Hey, girl, if you're listening to this, had an amazing time. All the information mm. will be in the description box. And if you really want the tea on all of my business, head on over to the Patreon. KK? Yeah, we definitely showed our titties. And, A little bit. Um, I mean, just very slightly. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> and uh, I made my appointment before you hosts could get to this episode. Listen. So... Um, Act now while supplies last. <laughs> yes, because Jade will be down to the intimate secrets. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, the cherry blossoms. Yes, cherry blossoms, intimates. My bras. Get your. Very excited. We're so excited. Ooh, I mean the way Kia broke down. Yes, I mean I've just got a whole new set of breasts. I don't know about yeah. anybody else. They're just brand new, and I want to welcome you all to my new breast. Thank and you. If you want to hear more in detail, you may join the Patreon. Um, And you can find that information under the pre-show for this week, which we are going to have titled Titty Talk. Period. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get on to this kitchen table, dude. For sure. No one knows what you're looking for in a doctor better than you, beloved. And no one's better at giving you the tools to find the perfect doctor than ZocDoc. The people who created ZocDoc found the major pain points in healthcare, all the things that weren't working and said, enough. And they made booking a great doctor surprisingly pain-free. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Go to ZocDoc.com, choose a time slot, and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit. And when you walk into that doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who gets you. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. In the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is surprisingly pain-free. With ZocDoc, you can get your docs in a row. Go to ZocDoc.com grown and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash grown. ZocDoc.com grown. Hey, ladies. Okay. Have y'all heard about the newest arrival down to the Ulta Beauty, honey? Mm. Get your things. Because Fenty Beauty by the only, one and only Rihanna is now down to the Ulta, honey. You will learn how to achieve that new coveted Fenty face and this game-changing glow, just like Rihanna um, following the three easy steps that they've outlined here. First, you want to start off with that lightest air foundation for the skin. Looks just like skin all day. That's the Fenty Pro Filter Soft Matte Longwear Foundation. I'm a big fan. Medium to full coverage, pore diffused with a shine-free finish, honey. Don't be looking like a, a disco ball around these parts. Second, you want to set it off with the right contour plus highlight. Fenty's Matchsticks Contour Skin Sticks Got you covered. Easy to blend, long wear, light as air. Third, you want to protect your glow from shining any place and any time with Fenty's Invisimat Blotting Powder because you got to lock in the product with a powder. Got to set your face. You can't be walking around here with just the cream products out here in the elements. You got to powder yourself down. Absorbs the shine and diffuses the look of pores, honey. Gives you that filtered look. Mm-hmm. What are you waiting for, honey? Shop now. Fenty Beauty by Rihanna at Ulta Beauty. Cairo, 
Cairo. Meet Cairo. He's a curious and friendly seven-year-old who is determined to navigate life in a big city. With a little help from his parents and his big brother, Omari. I'm loving the names mm-hmm. already. From Wondery, The Adventures of Cairo is a show for the entire family that brings you stories about kindness and courage and so much more. Like why division homework is the worst. Mm-mm-mm. Because it is. It is. In each episode, Cairo's adventures impart lessons that will stick with your kids. Like when Cairo learns the importance of sharing when school hosts a winter clothing drive. Sharing in the right way. Because sometimes you don't have to give everybody your toys. Period. Or the time Cairo fibs about doing his division homework and learns that sometimes it's important to ask for help. Because that is a strength, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about that often. Whenever Cairo doesn't know what to do, he leans on his friends and family to lead the way. The Adventures of Cairo podcast shows that even though being a kid is hard work sometimes, you can have a lot of fun learning along the way. The Adventures of Cairo podcast shows that even though being a kid is hard work sometimes, you can have a lot of fun learning along the way. Listen to The Adventures of Cairo wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, welcome, everybody. We're very excited. We have a very awesome, amazing guest at the kitchen table. I will allow her to introduce herself, but everyone just give a rousing welcome. Now, now help me because I don't want to say it wrong. It's Adia, right? You got it. Adia. Okay. Dr. Adia Gooden is joining us today and we're going to have an awesome conversation show. Hey, Adia. Hey, girl. Hey, thanks for having (laughs) me. I'm happy to be here. Very happy to have you. Yes. So before we get started, um, tell us a little bit about yourself how would you introduce yourself to someone who who's just meeting you Hmm. So I'm a licensed clinical psychologist, um, which Mm -hmm. means I have my PhD in clinical psychology and I'm trained as a therapist. And I have a particular focus on supporting black women and their mental health and helping people to embrace their unconditional self-worth. What an elevator pitch, right? Okay. Like, She's rehearsed that. Wait, and I don't, for those who are not uh, subscribed to the Patreon, boo for you, first of all. Um, boo and for second you. of it's all, okay. you're missing out on not just Adia's, like, her beautiful voice. Y'all missing out on these popping curls. I mean, y'all the are missing out thriving. on this perfectly placed scarf, okay? <laughs> She's There's a background coif. here that's adding yes. a splash of color, but it's, it's not taking away, okay? And then you've got the glasses to boot it's a and look. a smile. Y'all is missing out on all of that. I just want you to know. You might want to just run through the Patreon to get in on the aesthetic. It really does add to the whole experience. (laughs) Absolutely. So, um, Adia, I loved, uh, I'm going to link, we're going to link everyone to your TED Talk. You did a TED Talk in 2018 on unconditional self-worth. And what resonated with me is right off the bat, you identified as a recovering, overachieving Black woman. Um, So many of us have really been conditioned to attach value and um, find identity in what we do versus who we are. So talk to us a little bit about that journey for you and sort of how how you landed on the TEDx stage, girl. (laughs) Yes. I mean, give us the tea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I think since I was pretty young, I Mm -hmm. was in this sort of 
achievement mode. Like I remember uh, taking an entrance exam to get into private school for high school and getting my Mm -hmm. scores back and like sobbing because I was convinced that I would never get into any high schools. Turns out I got into all the ones I applied to, but it was just like, you know, my worth was threatened. It was like, what if I don't get in? And I would have been fine, but I already Mm -hmm. had this sense that I needed to do everything perfectly. I needed to achieve highly because that was what was going to make me lovable, acceptable, worthy. And I spent decades doing that Mm. same thing, right? And Part of what I found and I think what a lot of people find is like the one achievement is never enough. So you got to get into the right college and then but that's not enough. So then you better do the right internship and that's not enough. So then you better Mm -hmm. get into the right graduate school and that's not enough. So for me, it was like, well, I better graduate in five years and Mm -hmm. I better and I didn't graduate in five years. But it was like I took it to, you know, the point where I defended my dissertation and I walked out of that dissertation defense and I passed and I started sobbing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I realized even that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Even that was not going to do it. This sort of ultimate academic achievement, this ultimate sort of proof of my worth in an academic setting wasn't enough. And mm. that really pushed me to start looking internally and looking at something else because if that wasn't going to do it, then probably nothing was. And, you know, that's the sort of challenge that I offer to people is can you get out of this game of trying to prove your worth through external things, whether that be Mm -hmm. academic achievement, professional achievement, relationships, right? Because that's sort of another form of achievement, I think, particularly for people who identify as women, right? What's your Mm -hmm. relationship status and all of those sorts of things. So... Yeah, so all all of that is just I spent decades in yeah. that struggle overworking yeah. myself, trying to prove myself and then shifted and I think part of what led to the TEDx talk was me doing my own work as well mm-hmm. as the fact that I was working at a university counseling center, one of the top universities in the country and these super high achieving students we're also struggling with the same thing. And so I realized mm. it's, you know, it's not just me. This is so many people struggle with this. And yeah. I really think the root of it is self-worth issues. And I want people, as many people as possible to know that the solution is not another achievement or an accomplishment. The solution is connecting to something inside of you that makes you worthy, that makes all of us worthy. So I watched your TED Talk. Kia sent it to me, and uh, surprise, surprise, I'm not an academic, um, so this ain't my space, (laughs) but I found it to be beautiful and relatable, and I would love for you to get into a little bit more about um, self-worth versus self-esteem, because I thought Mm -hmm. that was a great point that you brought out in your TED Talk. Yeah, So self-esteem is based on our abilities and our accomplishments and the things that we can, we believe we can achieve. So it's basically sort of the external things that we do in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people have high self-esteem, especially black women, right? There's actually Mm -hmm. been research that shows that on average, black women tend to have higher self-esteem than white women. 
Um, and so you can have this sense of like confidence. I know I'm good. I know I look cute. I know I can, you know, do this or that, but self-worth is distinct from that because it's about sort of, I like to say who we be, right? It's Mm. about sort of our essence, the part of us that makes us human, those qualities that people tend to love about us that are not about how we serve them, how we give to them, what we're doing in the world, but how we're being with them. And Mm. I think that's often where we don't feel as worthy. And so what I try to help people connect to is can you can you turn inward and connect to that part of you that's a being part of you that even if you cannot do anything even if your abilities and skills are stripped away or you lose your job or you lose a relationship can you connect to the fact that you're still worthy of love care and respect Mm. i'm Mm. curious about what's missing like what like since this is something that is uh so commonly experienced amongst such a range of people, like you were talking about the students at the school you were working at, I would imagine that they would come from all kinds of identities and backgrounds, Mm -hmm. but we're all sort of, we all sort of at some point really struggle to make that distinction between who we are as as it relates to our accomplishments and who we be, as you, as you put it. So what, what is the, if you had to guess, what would what do you think the what's what's missing? Where where's where's the disconnect, and why is it a problem for so many of us? It's such a good question. I mean, I think part of it is that we, at least in the Western world, go, grow up in capitalistic societies that say, mm-hmm. "Do do do, produce produce produce." What are you? What have you done for me lately? <laughs> How much mm-hmm. do you have? Right. How much do you produce? How much do you like that is sort of it's very it's a very quantified system. Right. Mm. And we receive so many messages from the time that we're little that you got to work hard. You got to get these degrees or get these types of jobs and get this amount of money. And then you will be happy, lovable, accept, you know, accepted, successful. Right. That is sort of the narrative that is told to kids from the time that they're little, right? Just even the fact that we ask little kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. And it really it's what do you, what work do you want to do yeah. Yeah. when you grow up? That's really yeah. the question. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. That's crazy mm-hmm. to ask kids. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, now that we think about it, right? And how many Hell times, yeah. and even, I can even remember being a little girl and being stressed out, right? About how to answer that. Like, I don't, I mean, making sure that you say the right thing. Right. Because I remember really interesting, interesting story. <laughs> I remember when I was maybe in elementary school, I wanted to do hair. And I remember telling my mom, like, you know, I want to be a cosmetologist. And she would say things like, okay, uh, but you're going to own your shop. Like, she, it was, it still wasn't good enough for me to just be a cosmetologist. You got to own your shop, then you're going to have a product line. And I was, like, seven years old. Like, I just <laughs> like to comb hair, girl. But, okay. So, so just thinking about the pressure, it does begin as early that early, rather, yeah, and it and is crazy. Adults love to shoot you down. I, mm-hmm. Now that you, now that you say, because they uh, they asked me, they said, "What you want to do?" I said, "I want to be a backup dancer." And my mom was like, "Well, why the backup?" She's like, "And hey, you don't go to no dance classes. Like, how you gonna do that?" <laughs> Just shitting all over my dreams. <laughs> it's really interesting. We think about how we have to like rewire and rework 
and unlearn all of these sort of messages, not really realizing how damaging stuff can be. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's super cool to think about, think about the essence. So even as, if we are, if we are in our older ages, uh, you know, people that are listening to this show, typically ranging in early twenties, all the way up through the thirties and forties. So like, if I want to start to think about how to sort of make some, some adjustments and how mm-hmm. I think about it, tap into figuring out, my self-worth, what suggestions would you have for someone who's starting that journey? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think if we're sort of starting where we're talking about sort of connecting to who you be, I think it's useful to be curious about what is it that you bring into the spaces that you enter, right? If we think about our friends and our family and what we most appreciate about them, it's Mm -hmm. probably not that they like bake really good cookies or make the best mac and cheese or do this or that thing for us. It's how we feel when we're in Mm -hmm. their presence. It's Mm -hmm. this person listens and I always feel heard and seen. It's they make me laugh so hard that I forget about anything else that's going on. It's I feel just so comforted by their presence, right? Like that is what we truly love and appreciate about people. And yet when we think about ourselves, we think, well, what do I do for people? Or what do you know, what can I do for people? So even tapping into what is it that I bring with my presence, right? How do I show up and how do I want to show up in a given space? And I think especially for black women, because so often we Mm -hmm. are asked to do so much. We are asked to do and do and do and do, right? Like make the food, serve the food, clean up, (laughs) get the thing together, Mm -hmm. get the, right? Like it's so much doing and, Mm -hmm. you know, how can we then think about, well, what do I bring besides the doing? And if you could sort of tap into that and maybe you even ask your friends or ask family members or loved ones that you trust, like, what do you appreciate most about being with me? Right? Like, what is it that you feel that you sense? And that can start to be sort of an intention. If you feel yourself pulled into, okay, well, I've got to make sure I bring this, or I got to make sure I do this. I think my thing used to be like, I got to make sure I make everything from scratch. If I go to a party, because that's what makes people happy. And they're going to have cookies and, you know, like that was my (laughs) mode of operation versus like, no, they might just want to be around you. And that would be enough. Um, Mm. So I think that that can be a place to start. I have some other practices that I talk about in the TEDx talk that I'm happy to go into here as well, if that would be helpful. You watched my TED talk before you came on here, too, because... That's what I'll be doing. I be making, be, nigga said they're coming over, and I'm like, it's time to bake pies and make chicken wings. And I'm not ordering chicken wings. I'm going to season them. I'm going to fry them. I'm going to make three or four different sauces. I'm going to peel the potatoes and make the French fries from scratch. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thanks for talking straight to me, Adia. <laughs> no, that's real, though, because like you said, I think for many of us, we've been conditioned to think that way. Like, what do mm-hmm. I bring often results in, like, what do I actually bring? Like, not like, you know, what about myself do I bring to this? But what do I contribute uh, to to any space, whether that be mm-hmm. decor, whether that be, uh, you know, the music or whatever? Like, I think we all think about these things. And, and I, I wonder, though, would it be weird to ask a friend, how do I make you feel? Is that funny? Is that like, would you be off put by that, Jade? If I said, Jade... 
how do I make you feel, girl? Would you be like, what? Or do you, like, or... No, or no. you know, I'm real woo-woo. So I'd be like, well... That's true. You are very with this. Why do you ask this question? <laughs> yes. This is true. I love it. This is true. I would be stressed out. Like, I don't know how to answer this. I know you would. <laughs> I don't know. Can you give me some time to prepare? <laughs> And I'm going to make an outline with my notebook. Like, you know, I like to make, going to make a list and then I can, can no, I get I back to No, but I think that's you? a good, I think, okay, so I have a question for you, Adia. So we've been conditioned these ways, right? And we're now in spaces where we've got little ones or, you know, little people attached to us in some form where we're trying to reframe so that maybe foundationally they're not feeling those things as early as maybe we did. How, where would you start? What would you say to a young child, black child, um, <laughs> what would you say to a young child to try to start to get them to shift their thinking as they get older in that direction? Am I making sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a really good question. I'm actually pregnant, so yeah. I've like, been thinking about this for a while. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank Congratulations. you. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I think it's about, like, when I think about, okay, so how am I going to parent my daughter, right? Mm -hmm. Like, part of what I want to do is show up for and with her no matter what is going on, right? So she has a tantrum, and maybe I'm at my wit's end, but how do I breathe through that, offer myself Mm -hmm. compassion, offer her compassion, so that I'm not communicating, I don't like I don't want, you know what I mean? Like you're bad. If you do bad things or you're Mm -hmm. bad, right? Like I really dislike kids Mm -hmm. being called good or bad. It really Mm -hmm. bothers me. I think it's very unhelpful, right? Then, then I'll treat you a certain way if you act the way I want you to act. But if you don't act right, (laughs) quote unquote, Mm -hmm. then I'm not going to treat you that way. Or I'm Mm going to act like I don't love you. Right. And and that doesn't mean that I won't set boundaries, that there won't be consequences, right, that there are not going to be guidelines and, and sort of rules of behavior. But mm. I do think that there we start with these subtle messages of, you know, if you're not acting right, if you're not acting the way I want you to act. And so often for kids, this is coming from a place of overwhelm of emotional dysregulation of all of these things then I'm gonna sort of turn my back on you or I'm gonna hit you or I'm gonna Mm -hmm. do these things Mm -hmm. to punish you so I think starting even before a child is verbal to just sort of allow hold the space for all of the emotions that they are trying to figure out, for all that's mm-hmm. coming up, hold the space for them and sort of say, I'm not going to run away from you. I'm not leaving you. That's mm-hmm. part of what I tell you know my adult clients and the people in my programs. That's what I help them to do is how do you show up with yourself and for yourself when you're experiencing heartbreak or when you're mm-hmm. experiencing shame? Because what we often do is we run away from ourselves and we do that by criticizing ourselves and judging ourselves and saying, you shouldn't feel this way. And what's wrong with you? And I can't believe. And why did you even get attached? And all of this mm. stuff, because that's sort of what we heard and what we experienced as kids. And so the sort of process is how do you show up and say, I'm, I'm here with you. This is mm. this is hard. 
this is messy, this is painful, and mm. I'm going to be with you in it. I'm not running away because no matter what you're experiencing, you're worthy of love and care mm. and taking up space, and I'm going to offer that to you in this moment. Mm. And that's something that you can offer yourself or you mm-hmm. should be offering yourself, like, first and foremost, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, get me together. So, okay. okay. I want I want to pivot. I'm like, she said, she said, you start this before they start talking. I said, well, mine's almost nine, but, you know, we can start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but even even with respect to, like, relationships, um, um, and because I would imagine, I mean, just speaking from my own experience, a lot of my sort of striving and sort of accomplishing that has absolutely bled over and so how I how I think about sort of relationships whether they be romantic or platonic but even with respect to dating you know especially I'm 39 and you know there's lots of uh uh, social critique around sort of being single at this age and you know all of that so there's a lot of pressure is what I'm saying and so in terms of thinking about um, uh, thinking about how this applies within that dating space, I know that you offer a program um, called Dating Yourself to sort of challenge some of these things. So I would love if you could talk to, talk to us a little bit about what that, prob- what that program is designed to do and, and sort of how it works a little bit. Yeah, so I spent years achieving in dating too. It's like, okay, maybe if I do this, they'll like me. If I do Mm -hmm. that, but maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. And it became this sort of like chase achievement thing that was, it felt good in some ways, but it wasn't great because then I was like chasing after all these people who were unavailable, Mm -hmm. uh, didn't work Mm -hmm. out. (laughs) And then it's interesting because when I started dating my now husband, I had to adjust to the fact that I didn't need to achieve his Mm -hmm. care, attention, time, love, that he just Mm -hmm. offered it. And I was like, oh, oh, you just, (laughs) I just, it's just, I'm just me and you just like me. And this is just so, and I think so, so many of us can, you know, relate as you're saying, it's like we get into this achievement mode and this proving and mm-hmm. we apply the sort of skills and strategies that we used in the other Absolutely. parts of our lives that made us successful to dating, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really work very well. So, mm-hmm. you know, the program is called date yourself four weeks to a healthy relationship with you. And it's really about, using some of these strategies that I've sort of mentioned to take care of yourself, treat yourself well. I think the most important relationship we all have is our relationship with ourselves. And I also Mm -hmm. think that's usually our most neglected relationship. If you think about it, it's the longest relationship you will ever have and is Mm -hmm. a relationship you can never get out of if you're Mm -hmm. alive. (laughs) Right. And yet so many of us, Right, right, right. yes. We don't <laughs> exactly. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> but so many of us walk around judging ourselves, criticizing ourselves, shaming ourselves, ignoring our needs. And so the program is really about how do we shift that, right? How do you let go of self-criticism? Right? How because if you if you were walking around and somebody was following you with 
really? You're going to do that? Yep. You messed up again. I knew you were going to get that wrong, but like that would be exhausting. But so many of us walk around with that in our heads Mm -hmm. and think nothing of it. Right. So how do you start to drop the self-criticism? And there's some practical, you know, research backed clinical strategies in there to do that. How do you truly practice self-compassion? And that's really about sort of what I was saying with showing up for yourself, right? How do you respond to difficult emotions or experiences with compassion, with kindness in a way that's soothing and healing? And then the last part is personalized, sustainable self-care. So beyond the like, cute yoga pants and Mm -hmm. selfie, right? Like Mm -hmm. what does it look like to truly take care of you in a way that works for you? Because not all self-care is this, it works for everyone, right? What works for me may not work for you and Mm -hmm. vice versa. So how do you come up with a plan to sustainably take care of yourself? And the idea is that when you build a healthy foundation in your relationship with yourself, that is the best preparation and foundation for really everything in your life and certainly dating other people, right? Because if you have a sense of how to take care of yourself, how to treat yourself well, if you're not shaming and criticizing yourself, then you're going to teach other people to treat you well also. And you're not going to stick around for toxic dynamics that are harmful and hurtful because you feel Mm -hmm. like that's all you deserve. Mm -hmm. I know your client. You be getting your clients the fuck together, don't you? I, I know mean. you do. I know you can't talk about it because HIPAA. You know what I'm saying? But oh, I I know they be in there like yes. Oh my god, she got no. It's important. I love because I love that we're even like zooming all the way back, right? Because I think a lot of this stuff is taken for granted. We talk about self care all the time, and people just assume that we know how to do it. But it is something. Mm-hmm. It's a practice that we have to cultivate. You have to learn what the, what that means, and you have to learn what that means specific specifically for you and to yeah. you. Also, another thing that I love about uh, Dr. Adia's, uh, you know, website and her services is that you also have like these really cool quizzes and assessments to help people sort of figure out where they are in this journey and sort of govern themselves accordingly. Because I think that's super helpful because, you know, we we're inundated with all of this information and we just always don't know where we fit in all of the language. And so mm-hmm. I think that that is super helpful. So, um, what did you always know that this was what you wanted to do? Um, has this been your your path, uh, like you know that you sort of outlined for yourself and you're following it, or has it been a little bit more organic? I would definitely say it's been organic, right? I've always known that I liked people, that I like empathized deeply with people, and that I wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. There are obviously a million ways <laughs> that you can mm-hmm. help people. And so, um, you know, I think I follow this path of psychology. Takia, you know my mom. She's mm-hmm. also a clinical psychologist. My yes. dad is also black a clinical woman. psychologist. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. So I, <laughs> how do y'all eat dinner? Y'all just exactly. look at each other. I mean, <laughs> talking about theories and methodologies at the dinner table. Just. I mean, I will tell you, hearing my parents' assessment of people that they have interacted with is quite... I can imagine. I can imagine. I ain't coming over. (laughs) (laughs) 
Look at Adia's whole family just sizing me up. Oh my. They're like, look, she looked to the left. That means she's lying. I'm like, oh, I can't eat pork chops here. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, so I had this model of like, what does it look like to help people to do sort of different things with an understanding of how people work? And, you know, that really fit for me. And I think more recently, I've sort of gone into, okay, how do I impact people beyond the therapy room? Like the therapy room is great. And, you know, it's like one person at a time. And so Mm -hmm. I sort of felt like there's something else that I want. I want to be able to reach more people more quickly, especially if there are things that I know work. And so that's what sort of led me into creating like a group coaching program and the Date Yourself course, because it allows me to help more people um, in a shorter period of time. And in the date yourself course, do you find yourself, obviously we know it, that is, it is not literal, um, but do you find that you get a lot of people who are already partnered who join the course to really kind of focus on themselves? That's a good question. I don't know if I have the best read on like who's in like the relationship status of the people in the program, but I will say the last kind of launch promotion I did I like did some dating coaching as as a bonus and so Mm. I think that I definitely got more people who are single who are not partnered um in that round I think generally most of the people that I attract are not partnered um but I do you know I I there are people who are partnered I think it can help but I do think that sometimes people who are not partnered and want to be partnered there's more of a pain point there right there's more of a like I really want to figure this out because I would like lifelong partnership I would like healthy relationships that no that's fair but I got a whole lot of black aunties and a whole bunch of us who need to join this course to learn how to date themselves. Niggas or no niggas, because people need to learn because. how to sit with themselves. Learn to love yourself. Take yourself Absolutely. to lunch, girl. <laughs> Take yourself to lunch. It's a beautiful thing. No, it's oh, true. I, lo- I love this, Dr. D. I think that um, these are really very simple things to think about, but also very profound. I, didn't, I never thought about the distinction between self-esteem and self-worth. And I think that's something... Uh, notable that you're doing because it's something that we need to all pay attention to, right? Because if they're two separate things, then that means that there's something else that we need to be focusing on in order to make sure that we're showing up as our full selves. So I think this work is beautiful. Thank you so much. Yes. Mm -hmm. Especially given like this grind culture that we're in and so much of what we do, I mean, all of social media, all of it, everything has become about you know, being an entrepreneur and being a boss and all of these, you know, all of these things. And while there is, you know, I don't have anything against any of that, but at the same time, I I, I wonder, even for myself, because I can relate to, you know, finishing the dissertation <coughs> and being like, okay, now what? Um, <laughs> what other thing am I going to tether myself to <laughs> after I've been tethered <laughs> to this thing? So that makes a whole lot of sense. And I, I too, I mean, even recently have been sitting with how, in, how like insatiable, like it's like you'd never get to the place where you can accomplish uh, enough. Um, and, and, you know, you sit with that realization and it's like, you know, okay, why not turn that energy toward really understanding 
who the heck I am outside mm-hmm. of what the heck I do. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that's been really powerful for me is to shift out of like hustle, work hard, work long. Like I'm really intentionally letting go of the idea that I have to work hard and long in order to be successful. And I'm embracing the idea that success and impact can come with ease, can come with joy, can come with fun. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a work in progress for me, but I do think that leaving academia and academic settings has certainly helped with that. Um, And, you know, some of it is like, oh, that provided a lot of security, right? Because I could say, oh, I work at this place, right? That's Mm -hmm. a sense of self-worth. Like, oh, people, and I think especially as a Black woman, it's like, oh, you're going to take me more seriously if you know I'm affiliated with this university. So it's like, okay, so I'm letting that go. I'm deciding I am done with that. And now it's up to me to choose how I create my own work environment because I work for myself. And so initially I was finding I was recreating that same intensity and I got to make this deadline and I got to do that. And it's like, oh, well, there's no one to blame but me now. And so it's like, okay, well, what would it look like to do it with ease? What would it look like if I focus on the fact that what I offer people is not just about how many posts I can do, how much content I can produce, the amount and the quantity, but is how I show up and who I am and how I share my gifts, because that is actually the most potent part of what I offer to the world. And so how can I, again, focus on who I be and, you know, sharing that with the world, but not in the like, it's got to be this much. And I still get caught up into it, but reminding myself, like, my gifts are about showing up, not how much, you know, not the quantity of things that I am doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, a deep dive into my business, huh? Just, Just, we are down in it. Are we not down in it? Because, I mean, Jade and I talk a lot. Because, you know, I sort of, you know, everybody's heard this a thousand times, but just act like you haven't. But, you know, I I deal a lot with sort of academic Kia. And, you know, I never, this podcast, when we originally started it, it was like, oh, a little side project I'll do with my sis, and it'll be a tons of fun. But over the years recognizing that having, like you said, impact and uh, influence, connecting. Over the years, we have built a platform. We've built a community and where I share information um, and resources and we do to- we, we build tools and all these other things that we do here. And I, I mean, slowly over the last few months, I've been seeing the synergy between my academic training and this space and I've mm-hmm. had some folk like, you know, Dr. Friesbrit and Lori Patton Davis, everyone, these people telling me like, this is not a hobby, girl. This is not a side gig. But what if this is the major vehicle that drives your scholarly work? And why can't this podcast be scholarly work? And and like you said, how is this honoring my gifts in the way that I show up and sort of undoing this, you know, academic hamster wheel mindset where I feel like Mm -hmm. I have to have this many chapters, this many journal articles, this many this, and then thinking about, you know, it's a different avenue. It's a different vehicle rather, but it's still having the same level of impact. And so, like you said, 
I've been dealing heavily with with that and and having that sort of internal struggle and I don't know I didn't expect to be this transparent but here we are and so and so I want to thank you for for sharing that um yes. because you are absolutely an example that um it is safe and it is uh it is empowering for you to sort of embrace the unique ways that your gifts take shape in the world and and even mm-hmm. if you don't fit into conveniently fit into one title or one association or one organization that doesn't make you any less you mm-hmm. or if you can't dance at the house parties it don't make you any less <laughs> Cause I did laugh and I felt a little bad. I said we used to call my sister Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. And, that, and, that did. and I was like, did I contribute to her lack of self worth? <laughs> so you know the yourself. thing about black folk is they gonna tell you. Oh yeah. Yes. When you look a mess, they gonna tell so you, you what you can get can't yourself do. together. <laughs> so you can get yourself together. And that's no, girl, what you need. I appreciated it. Just do and this. That's what we need. <laughs> That is what we need. That is the community that we need around here. Absolutely. We do. Oh, we're so grateful for you, Dr. Adia. Thank you so much for coming and sitting with us at the kitchen table and sharing such really beautiful uh, points of view. um, And giving us permission to think differently and think about what self-care means beyond... Oh, you know, I allowed myself to sleep in this weekend, which is important, right? Because yes. rest is important. But, you know, how do we think about changing the narrative, not only that mm-hmm. we hear around us, but the internal one, too, and stop yeah. dragging mm-hmm. ourselves so much. A complete reframing heal. of what <laughs> self-care really means is necessary. Absolutely. So. All it's right, well, a- right before you go, I got one more question. Oh, please. Okay. What do you like to listen to for your self-care? Oh, music! What are your favorite yeah. things? Yeah, and get as raggedy as Give you want to, girl. This, oh, Give us this, the is a, <laughs> this is a good question. Um, okay, so I will say, uh, Lauren Hill's my favorite. Like she just okay. always yes. that that miseducation of Lauren Hill's always gonna be my favorite album. A classic. But I like some good like old school kind of like funk like if I want to like dance around the living room and just you know get into it yes. that's that's gonna that's you gonna do Collins. it for me that's what you want mm-hmm. yes <laughs> a girl after Some my own Stevie heart. Wonder oh, I love it <laughs> Stevie Stevie um, you have to come back that. after you Please have come baby. back you gotta I would love again. to when this is, has been is so she much coming? fun when is she coming May 6th oh soon oh, I know I had two months a Taurus yay are you scared <laughs> are you scared is it like a oh my god or is it like a I'm so excited about this or is it both <laughs> I'm you know I'm excited I know mm. my world's gonna be turned upside down but I'm mm-hmm. really excited to like see who this little being is and like mm-hmm. meet her and like nurture her and see what it's like to be a mom so I'm mostly excited excited I'm not I'll get scared at some point but that's not that's not on the surface for me right now Good. You know what? If I may give you some unsolicited advice, please, please don't put the energy into the fear because I, I mean, when I tell you for 10 months, cause that's about how long it took, I said, 
oh my God, my vagina is about to be a burning <laughs> hole. Oh, it's going to be awful. And I was just out of my mind scared of what the fuck it was going to feel like to have a human. But, oh, when, but it wasn't even that bad. It wasn't even okay. that crazy. So I, and I sat there, I was like, girl, you were scared for, all, for almost a year. <laughs> for, you know, which is valid. But I just want to tell you, if you're scared that you're going to have a burning hole of a vagina, hopefully you will oh. be just fine. I think okay. it's elastic. <laughs> yes, you know? it is. And you know, it is meant to do. It is It is designed to do this. And so it you is. can't break it. You can't break it. Is. It is. But you know, Thank I you had never way. had one before, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> so tell the people before we go, because, okay, I had a question also about the Date Yourself course. I remember... Um, you know, you were running a, that that uh, sort of promoting it around Valentine's Day. Is this something that's offered, uh, you know, multiple times throughout the year? And if folks want to learn more about your course, this course and other offerings, how can we how can we do that? Yeah, thank you for asking. So the Date Yourself course is sort of an open enrollment, so you can kind of sign up anytime you want. You can learn more about it and enroll at unconditionallyworthy.com forward slash date yourself. Mm-hmm. If you can't remember that, it's too long. You can also find the information on my website, which is dradiagoodin.com. Um, and, you know, you'll find it's like how I help and it's it's under there. Uh, feel free to DM me if you have questions at Dr. Dia Gooden on Instagram. I'd love to connect with people there as well. Perfect. We'll have all that in the description box as well for everybody. For sure. Well, Adi, you have to come back once baby baby gets here. Yeah. And we're going to talk through all of that. But I mean, just just generally speaking, again, we really appreciate you taking time to kick it with us at the kitchen table. It has been a joy to get to know you and your work. And and please come back and sit with us soon. I would love to. This has been so wonderful. Thank you so much. Enjoy your evening and we will see you (laughs) all for the next segment. Kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees. Chime, an award-winning app and debit card, has no overdraft fees, foreign transaction fees, monthly fees, or service fees. With over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs at many locations like most Walgreens, 7-Eleven, CVS, you can access your money when you need it where you need it. You can also send money to anyone, even if they aren't on Chime. Fee free for you and no cash out fees for them. Make your first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up only takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com gg. That's chime.com gg. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Get fee-free transactions at any MoneyPass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Otherwise, out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Sometimes pay-anyone instant transfers can be delayed. The recipient must use a valid debit card or be a Chime member to claim funds. Okay. And then I'm going up until you're starting at, in fact, Mm -hmm. a recent study? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Has your mind been sprinting for years on end, leaving trails of stress, anxiety, and fatigue that are eroding your mental health? If you're nodding along yes, then it's time to adopt small daily practices that will have a huge impact on your long-term happiness and well-being. And it's easy to learn with Headspace. 
We all say fine when we don't mean it. Fine isn't really an emotion, is it? How many times have you told yourself that you're fine when you've really felt anger or sadness or nerves? Headspace is a scientifically proven space to help you manage your feelings and your mental health. In fact, a recent study proved in just two weeks, Headspace can reduce your stress by 14%. Whether you want to relieve stress and anxiety, sleep better, or improve your focus, Headspace is just your everyday dose of mindfulness for real life. And so what I loved about Headspace, they have these different routines. They have routines for managing, trying to practice gratitude or appreciation. They also have routines, suggestions, things that you can do to help be more mindful. But what I love Mm -hmm. is the great sleep routine. They have a routine that is specifically designed to help you avoid insomnia, especially insomnia that's related to tech. So many of us struggle with putting our phones down Mm. and turning our minds off and really resting our minds and getting our minds ready to enter a state of quality rest. And Headspace outlines Mm -hmm. five things that you can do, very practical things that you can do to start to improve your nighttime routine and help you get more effective sleep. And that is really what I have been, uh, what the game's been missing for me here lately, putting the phone not just down, but away so that I can mm-hmm. I can actually get the sleep that I need. However you're feeling, try Headspace at headspace.com slash grown and get one month free off of their entire mindfulness library. This is the best Headspace offer available. So go to headspace.com slash grown today. That's headspace.com slash grown. Honestly, truly. So we've opted out of the the self-care this week because it is combined yes. with our kitchen table talk. I got what okay, I needed we, from that conversation from Dr. Adia. And so absolutely. that is my self-care for the whole week. Mm-hmm. Combined. Times two. Uh-huh. Okay. Squared. Uh, but we do have an honesty box this week. So we wanted to go ahead and get into that. Would you like to give our listener she, her a pseudonym? Sure. Let's call her um i want to say let's call her uh i don't know i just am drawing a blank give me a minute regine hunter regine hunter mm-hmm. regine says regine. hi jade and kia Sorry. regine <laughs> Hello, Jade and Kia. That is not how she said it, probably. (laughs) Uh, Longtime listener of the pod here. I want to dedicate a shout out to both of you lovely ladies and your recent podcast guest, Dr. Kelly Ruggles. Thank you. I listened to the episode where you all explored the topic of nutrition, wellness, and body image and found myself implementing the essence of this talk with a patient. I'm a black woman primary care physician, and I have the privilege to work at a clinic where the majority of the patients are black. I spoke with a patient recently about weight management surgery. Upon talking to her, I noticed her tone about how the weight gain and uh, about her weight gain. And we dove deeper about eating patterns and body image, which unveiled some habits concerning um, for an eat disor- eating disorder. Mm-hmm. I was able to speak with her about the importance of holistically approaching the topic of weight and the importance of addressing the psychological and emotional component, body and weight health. We deferred the surgery conversation and opted to engage counseling and services instead. Thank you for recognizing the need to speak about this topic. 
Thank you for you all's wisdom. That was Dr. Kelly Ruggles. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> my patient and I spoke about the limitations of calorie restriction, and I worked to destigmatize the shame and guilt around hunger for this patient. I love it. The inspiration I got from this topic embodied me to feel comfortable with assuring that my patient had the appropriate form of treatment she needed for physical, emotional, and mental health as a woman who looks like me. Thank you. Yeah. And obviously, we're keeping her. Um, we're keeping her private, you know, for for uh, patient confidentiality, patient doctor confidentiality. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was such a beautiful yes. honesty box. I thought that was something really beautiful to share because uh, that's why we have the discussions yes. that we have and bring in the people who know what they're talking about for th- uh, those specific conversations, because this is a larger community. This is a community like it's not just a podcast. It is actually a community. And Kia and I both um, view it as such. And so the honesty boxes are not simply here for us to be like, okay, girl, spill the tea this Mm -hmm. week. But it's more so because we want that community to expand out. And if there are ways for us to connect um, our community, then that's what we're that's what we're here to do. And so to see something like this is is beautiful. I'm sorry. I've been rambling. No, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you, Dr. Regine Hunter. For writing yes. in um, and yes. for, you know, it's really like Jay said, it's very affirming as we really try to be very conscious about the conversations that we curate here on Getting Grown. And it just does my heart really good to know that, you know, folks are being helped and empowered by by absolutely what we're offering. So thank you for writing in. Shout out to yes. you and to your patient. And, you know, listen, we love to hear it. Thank you. We do. Thank you for sharing. Uh, we sent her love on her journey. Um, and we're glad that that was able to help you in your field, which will which this is a field where we need more black women. You know what I'm saying? In order to help us with our health needs, because we know how we're looked at within the healthcare system. So I just thought that was a beautiful ecosystem. Um, continue to send your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, and we are going to move straight into these petty peeves in honor of Tracy Braxton. Absolutes, absolutely. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Oh, good evening and welcome to the petty peeves. Um, my petty peeve is super petty this week. All right. And it's with myself. Okay. Um, Sometimes I have one of those important. moments. You have to read it. It is. You have to own it. And as soon as it happened, I said, this is my petty peeve this week. <laughs> so, you know, I have uh, floating shelves in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we do things lazily, knowing that it is not the best thing to be doing in the moment. But for whatever reason, we just continue on with that lazy ass behavior. So I'm trying to reach my basket. Mm hmm. And instead of just waiting (laughs) or standing and getting it, I pull the entire thing down and knock myself uh, all in the head and stuff falls all over the place. But that's fine. But I knock myself in the face with it, with it. I with an iPhone charger base. Mm. And when I tell you the prongs, oh, when it came down, it literally came down and like poop hit my lip. I thought I was gonna have a big ass swollen lip this whole episode, but I'm good. Um, and it came and it bonged me right on my top lip. 
And I couldn't do nothing but just be like, that's what the fuck you get. That's what the fuck you get. Ooh. And that was it. That was my bad. That's why it's so simple own, this week. You have to own. Sometimes I may, I could have done that differently. Handle that. I could have. And, and I know when I'm going into it that I should be doing this yeah. differently. And yeah, that's yeah. why you deserve what you get. For sure. For what you sure. Got. Um, I, I, um, went down to the target yesterday and Mm -hmm. I just really want to say that you would think that, um, all of us have been shopping in stores all of our lives. All of us have been managing, (laughs) uh, carts or buggies as some people refer to Mm -hmm. them. We have been Mm -hmm. doing this for decades. Most of us. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why it is so challenging for folks to understand that there are different rules of navigating. If you know if there are multiple people in an aisle, we're navigating at the space and navigating our carts. I don't understand why it's so challenging for folks to sort of follow these unwritten, unspoken sort of norms around how to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, yesterday it was i mean just person after person just leaving their cart you know mm-hmm. in the middle in of the, the middle of the aisle and so we're mm-hmm. all waiting for you to decide if you're going to get scope or listerine and i mean the traffic is just backing up behind you oh y'all better than me because that's the, that's like, the times when i like to play crash bandicoot i'm just like and i'd be girl. coming through there like <laughs> it's like whoa it's like wow like I mean, and I, I know what it's like, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very, I'm a multitasker. So it's not, I mean, it's not uncommon for me to just be in a, in a store doing 18 things at one time, but you have mm-hmm. to be conscious uh, of that you're people. not in the store by yourself. And so there are other people also negotiating around you. Another couple yeah. was, I was in the, the aisle where the teas and coffees are. And you know how, when you get in your cart, and, you know, you got to test it out to make sure that it doesn't have a joinky, yoinky wheel or that it doesn't squeak. Mm-hmm. I felt mm-hmm. like this man insist, like he knew that the cart was broken when he picked it up. But he was like, I'm going to make this cart work. And I mean, the cart had this, the wheel was a, bro- oh. was a broken wheel on the cart. So it was like screech. And he had to literally... Oh push through like every time he wanted the cart to go he had to like forcefully push it and it was like this skirt this this maddening sound and you know just throughout the whole store you can hear this man in this car and we all all 400 of us that was in this target at the same time hated this man with every bone in our bodies <laughs> and we started bonding over hating this man like do you see this nigga in here with this broke ass car. Right. Like it was just And so- for the people and for the people who are like, oh well, well maybe he Mm-mm. it's not his fault the Mm-mm. car did, no, it's his Mm-mm. fault that he continued on with that. And car. I could tell that his I don't his partner, I don't know if it was wife, mm-hmm. daughter, whoever he was, his shopping companion, was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. She was just like, I cannot yeah. deal with this. But he yeah. it seemed like he made up in his mind, I'm going to irk every person in this store by using this, this broken cart. cart. And I was just like <sighs> And he probably got to the end of it at the cash register and was like, this cart is broken. Exactly. And it was like, sir, no, you're broken. But that's that's my petty bit. 
<laughs> or the niggas who park in the middle of the aisle, like the Hasidic Jew, Jew Jewish school buses, <laughs> where they go diagonal. Yes, that was what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. The lady just yeah. parked in the aisle diagonal. And I'm like, now nah, Yo. you done block traffic on both both sides. Can't nobody get around you. Nobody. When I tell you, you be driving through motherfucking Williamsburg oh. and they dropping the, dropping the boys off because the girls ain't allowed to ride the school buses and these niggas go full diagonal like Just you're like, not even going to go around this bus. <laughs> It, that's what they do. Like this is. Just... They literally pull the buses, the school buses that only the boys are on, uh, diagonal in the middle of the street because they're like it's nobody's just, gonna go I around just can't. us. I mean, it's like the mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff. It'd be like wow. It's the entitlement. Yes, mm-hmm. like wow. Mm-hmm. You just want to inconvenience all of us. Okay. And sometimes it's not people being entitled. Sometimes it's people being aloof. But you you just as guilty to me. You just as aggravating because you need to do better. And you need to learn to do better. Which is why you got to learn how to play bumper cars mm. when you go to the store. It's a fun game. Fun. Well, that yes. is... Give uh, yourself 100 points every hit. <laughs> uh, but yes. Thank you so much for listening. Don't get arrested. Listening <laughs> to Getting Grown. Um, <laughs> please don't crash your carts into unsuspected strangers. Um, no, just uh, unsuspected strangers' cards. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening to our show. Thank you again to Dr. Adia for coming and kicking it with us yes. around the kitchen table. Um, we love y'all down. Uh, thank y'all so much. Again, remember next week we might be a couple of days late because I'll be traveling, but I thank y'all for understanding and take us in out. Yes. And in the meantime, while you're waiting for the next episode of Getting Grown to come out, Please do not email us or tweet us and ask us when episodes coming out because we already said it. Uh, but while you're doing that, holding your tongue, uh, drink your water Indeed. because it's very important, very important that you moisturize your insides. Absolutely. Um, lotion, everything. All okay. of the places. Every orifice. All of the every places. Every crack, every it's crevice. It's very important. Because it's essential. Absolutely. Oh, wait a minute. No, I you want all the way. No, wrong. you want to moisturize your mind by yeah, uh, attending to the business that is yours. There you go. Then you want to circle you. back and make sure that you're moisturizing <laughs> mm-hmm. all of your body parts. There we go. Because your black will crack if it's dry. Yes, yeah, save it. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.